the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. He's calling it the worst type of storm. FEMA Administrator Brock Long talking about Hurricane Michael now bearing down on the Florida panhandle. Not only are we going to see devastating storm surge push through Florida, uh, which causes the most amount of destruction to uh, f- facilities along the coast, but the high winds as well. 145 mile per hour sustained winds. Government forecasters say Michael is a huge storm. Fierce winds extending out 200 miles from the storm center. Parts of Georgia could see hurricane force winds, and portions of the Carolinas, previously flooded, are expected to experience significant rainfall. Later this week, Michael expected to make landfall early this afternoon along Florida's northeast Gulf Coast. On Wall Street right now, the Dow is down 139 points. The NASDAQ is off 97. This is SRN News. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Like It Matters Radio coming up next year on Wellness 1570. You can listen to us on your smartphone through our mobile app. Tune in, iHeartRadio, or on your smart speaker. Got an Amazon Alexa or dot. Just enable it and then just say Alexa Play. Wellness 1570, very easy. There's your forecast from the Eagle Wellness Studios today. Fog, patchy fog to begin, otherwise scattered showers and 50. This is America's Lifestyle Coach with today's Health Minute. Please visit us at OnCallRadio.com. Lynn in Huntsville, Alabama writes, Dr. Ace, I'm a proud parent of three school-aged children. What can I do to keep them healthy this cold and flu season? One thing you want to do is make sure everybody's taking plenty of vitamin D. They found that vitamin D is the number one vitamin that will keep viruses and bacteria out of the body and fight against that and keep the immune system strong. So get a little blood test. You can get that done with their pediatricians and you want to make sure their blood value numbers are between about 40 and 60 on the blood test. Cod liver oil is really good for them to take. It'll keep omega-3 fats, vitamin A, and vitamin D all through the cold and flu season to keep them off gluten. Gluten is a protein found in most grains and the casein protein in milk. Get those together and everybody should be healthy this cold and flu season. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 800-438-1391-800-438-1391-800-438-1391. That's 800-438-1391. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And, and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. 
So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm posing the question, gardener or flower? Gardener or flower? You know, I love a good sitcom, and uh, one of my favorite sitcoms for years has been uh, Till Death. Uh, it has Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond in it, and uh uh, it's about marriage, and uh, there's a great one where his friend's celebrating his 25th wedding anniversary, and his friend uh, tells him some great wisdom. He said, in every relationship, uh, there's a gardener and there's a flower, and in life, it's key for you to understand which one you are. And so as I was thinking about that, uh, you know, it's a great metaphor. I love a good metaphor, and so it's a great metaphor with life. It's a great metaphor for the situations, the ups and downs of life. It's a great metaphor for the thing I like to say over and over and over, that it really doesn't matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how we respond to it. It's Betty Botter's better, batter. Betty Botter had some butter, but she said, this butter's bitter. If I bake this bitter butter, it would make my batter bitter, but a bit of better butter that would make my batter better. So she bought a bit of butter, better than her bitter butter, and she baked it in her batter, and the batter was not bitter. So twas better that Betty Botter bought a bit of better butter. And that's the question today. Is bitter or better? See, Betty got some better butter that made her batter better. And when we have bitterness, our batter is bitter. It's condemns it, it it destroys everything else and we live in a time today where people are so bitter you know i have this uh, thing i got off of linkedin it shows a it's a graphic it shows successful people and it shows unsuccessful people and it has a whole bunch of things and it says successful people have a sense of gratitude they're continuously learning they embrace change they forgive others they accept responsibility all the opposite of someone who has bitter batter However, it says unsuccessful people secretly hope others fail, blame others for their failures, hold a grudge, have a sense of entitlement, criticize, talk about people, um, exude anger. Don't you hear the bitterness? And boy, this whole Brett Kavanaugh thing, you know, with the, uh, with the Republicans and the Democrats, Kavanaugh's a sexual predator or he's a good man. And uh, boy, people are saying, well, well, who's going to benefit from this? And the, the question, the answer is always, who's going to be angrier longer? Can we be bitter longer? And if we can, then we can win. And so I want to share with you a great clip. It's by Hugh B. Brown. It's called God is the Gardener. And I think you'll enjoy it. Could I tell you just a quick story out of my own experience in life? Sixty-odd years ago, I was on a farm in Canada. I had purchased this from another who had been somewhat careless in keeping it up. And I went out one morning and found a currant bush at least six feet high. There was no sign of blossom or fruit. I had had some experience in pruning trees before we left Salt Lake to go to Canada as my father had a fruit farm. I got my pruning shears and went to work on that currant bush. 
and I clipped it and cut it and cut it down until there was nothing left but a little clump of stumps. As I looked at this little clump of stumps, there seemed to be a tear on each one. And I said, what's the matter, Current Bush? What are you crying about? And I thought I heard that Current Bush speak. It seemed to say, how could you do this to me? I was making such wonderful growth, and now you've cut me down. How could you do it? I thought you were the gardener here. I said, look, little Current Bush, I am the gardener here. And I know what I want you to be. If I let you go the way you want to go, you'll never amount to anything. But someday, when you're laden with fruit, you're going to think back and say, thank you, Mr. Gardener, for cutting me down, for loving me enough to hurt me. Ten years passed, and I found myself in Europe. I had made some progress in the First World War in the Canadian Army. And the day after I received a telegram from London, said, be in my office tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I puffed up, and I went to London. I walked into the office of the general, and he said, Brown, you're entitled to this promotion, but I cannot make it. You have qualified past the regulations. You've had the experience. You're entitled to it in every way, but I cannot make this appointment. Just then, he went into the other room to answer a phone call. I looked over on his desk to see what my personal history sheet showed. And I saw on the bottom of that history sheet in large capital letters, this man is a Mormon. And I knew why he couldn't make the appointment. Finally, he came back and said, that's all, Brown. I saluted him less heartily than before and went out. On my way back, I thought every turn of the wheel that cracked across the rails was saying you're a failure. And bitterness rose in my heart until when I arrived finally in my tent, I threw rather vigorously my cap on the cot. I clenched my fist and I shook it at heaven. And I said, how could you do this to me, God? I've done everything that I knew how to do to uphold the standards of the church. I was making such wonderful growth, and now you cut me down. How could you do it? And then I heard a voice. It sounded like my own voice. And the voice said, I'm the gardener here. I know what I want you to be. If I let you go the way you want to go, you'll never mount anything. And someday, when you are ripened in life, you are going to shout back across time and say, thank you, Mr. Gardner, for cutting me down, for loving me enough to hurt me. With those words, which I recognize now as my words to the current bush, which had become God's word to me, I fell to my knees and prayed for forgiveness for my arrogance and my ambition. Will you remember that little experience which changed my whole life, where the gardener took control and did for me what was best for me? Looking back over 60 years, thank you, Mr. Gardner, for cutting me down. See, ladies and gentlemen, we understand life. We cannot control what happens to us in life, but we can control how we respond to it. And that's the one thing we got to get in today. That's what I want to talk about with the gardener or the flower. Because what I do on this radio show is I bring a lot of different disciplines. And I take things, the emotional things, and I make them make sense logically. Because so many things are illogical. Again, nothing in life really affects us. It's how we explain it to ourselves. See, transactional analysis, the work of Dr. Eric Byrne in the 60s, says the study of communication, transactional analysis, is there's a stimulus and there's a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. 
See, our mind is six times faster than we can talk. So what happens after something happens to us, there's a stimulus, we then automatically go into our three channels. We see something, we hear something, or we feel something. In other words, we explain it to ourselves. And based on that explanation, then we respond. And today, ladies and gentlemen, the question has to be bitter or better. We cannot control what happens to us in life, but we can control how we respond to it. So we'll be back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. I've been to tra- I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 or check us out on the web prolifeacrossamerica.org Prolife Across America is educational non-political and tax deductible If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we are talking about gardener or flower. See, ladies and gentlemen, life is uh, many different things. You know, I love the metaphor. Uh, If I was a superhero, uh, I would be called Metaphor Man, and I think Metaphor Man Uh, has a cape. I just think he does. Because I love a good metaphor. You know, Jesus talked in parables all the time. Metaphors are like nuts. You know, nuts are nutrient-dense items or organisms. And so you can eat this little thing and there's a lot of nutrients packed into it. That's what a good metaphor is. That's what a good analogy is, a parable, is there's a whole bunch of meaning packed in that little bit of saying, a little bit of thing. And so Today, we're using the metaphor of life as a, uh, and we're using the concept of pruning, the gardener or rose. That's the point. You know, life has many things. We go through this life and some things get attached to us. You know, we go through life and we, we carry these chains of pains, these bitterness, these things that attach to us. It's like the story of George Bernard Shaw. Uh, George Bernard Shaw was a famous writer. 
And near the end of his life, he was with a group of reporters. And one of the reporters posed a simple question. He said, George, if you could live your life all over again, and you could be anybody you wanted to be, I mean, anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could live my life all over again, then I would be the George Bernard Shaw I could have been. And what he was talking about, living to his full potential without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without the chains of pain that we carry from our past into our future. And that's what this metaphor represents to me today. You know, we go through life, and life has ups and downs. Life is an undulating line. Life has positive, it has negatives. Even the good book says that the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. The sun shines on the saved and the unsaved. In other words, good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen to good people. But when Jesus was called a, a, a good rabbi, a good teacher, Jesus even posed the question, good? Who is good? Ah, only God is good, Jesus said. And so you got to think about this. We are in this thing called life. And we got to decide, are we the gardener or are we the flower? Is our life the product, the byproduct? Is our life the cause? Is our life the reason why? And do we absolutely have all control of everything? Or is there a higher power? You know, I talk all the time about Dr. Robert Diltz. <clears throat> Dr. Diltz came up with something in neurolinguistic programming called the neurological levels. Their levels of change uh, based on some of Gregory Bateson's work. And there are six levels. The bottom level is environment. A level above that is behavior. Right above that is capabilities. Right above that is belief system values. Above that is your identity, and above that is spirit. And for the longest time, um, NLP only had five levels. It stopped at identity. And with NLP, not many of those people who are deep into NLP have a, a belief in the God of the Bible. Why? Because NLP is all about a subjective quantification. How do you know anything? It's about putting things in a box. It's about measuring things. And since it's kind of hard to put God in a box, it's kind of hard to measure uh, the infinite. Uh, there's not a lot of space for God in most people who, who delve in the NLP circle. But even with that being said, <clears throat> after years of having the top level be identity, be self, even those that don't believe in a, in a God of the universe, that don't believe in the God of the Bible, believe there has to be something above us. There has to be something beyond us. Even Einstein said this, and one of my favorite quotes by Einstein, he said, you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And since man is the cause of most problems on this planet, even the global warmest will tell you that, right? There needs to be something above man, something beyond man, because why that matters? Because in the neurological levels, change takes from the place from the top down. It doesn't take, take place from the bottom up. I always give the example, you can take an alcoholic out of a bar, the bottom level's environment, and that person's still an alcoholic. You didn't change them. You just changed your environment. However, change takes place from the top down. So if I'm dealing on my belief systems, I want to go to a level above that, my identity. Who am I? Because when I change who I am, then what I believe changes as well. When what I believe changes, so does my capabilities. What I think I'm capable of doing changes. When my capabilities and what I think I'm capable of doing changes, that changes what I do, my behavior. And when I change my behavior, how I act, it usually changes where I hang out. Do you see how change takes place from the top down? That's why, since most problems are caused by us, since most problems are created or remembered in the first position, self, then we need to have a level above us to help us change who we are. And for those of us who believe in the God of the Bible, we know that's God. Because when someone has a real God change, then it changes everything else. You gotta get that. That's what Einstein said. You can never solve a problem at the same level it's created at. And so there needs to be a bigger connection to the universe. A bigger reason why beyond yourself. 
And so that's where the question always goes great, the gardener or the flower. You know, and again, I love a good comedy. One of my favorite comedies, it's not on anymore. It's been off for a good 10 years, I bet. It's called Till Death. It had uh, Brad Garrett in it, and uh, he was the the big tall guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. And he's uh, celebrating the uh, 25th wedding anniversary of his friends. And he and his friend, uh, his wife, had this great marriage. And so, uh, uh, so Brad and his wife, you know, wanted to figure out what's going on, what's the deal, why do you, why do you guys have such a great relationship? And that's when the, the guy opened up with, a, there's a great wisdom out there. That in every relationship, there's a gardener and there's a flower. And it's key to know which one you are. And so <laughs> I've always been amazed by that. And so actually I did a little research and found this is actually on the internet too. The rose and the gardener is actually, it says in all relationships, there's a rose and there's a gardener. Two distinguishable roles that each become half of the partnership. Those roles can be interchangeable, shift, evolve, and swap, but it happens slowly. You can't flip a switch and instantly sprout petals or a green thumb. If you are the rose in one relationship, it doesn't mean that you will be the rose in every relationship. The dynamic between two unique characters are highly likely to vary wildly in each relationship. And it says, imagine a garden. In the garden, there's a mix of flora, leafy ferns, lushy evergreens, and perhaps a little patch of herbs. Amongst all the colors and textures is a gorgeous, fragrant rose. The gardener who tends this patch is meticulous in his care. His green thumb sees him diligently nurturing them all, but he's a soft spot for the resplendent rose. For the purpose of this article, uh, she's used the rose and he uh, for the gardener. So she's used she for a rose and he for the gardener, but only because linguistically it flows well. And they go on to say, please don't let this mislead you to believe that men are always gardeners and women are roses. Matter of fact, in the show, uh, um, Till Death, the funny part was uh, the their friend who had a 25-year marriage, she, uh, she was the rose and he was the gardener. But uh, Eddie, uh, uh, Brad Garrett, found out that he's actually the rose and his wife is the gardener. That was what's so funny about this because, yeah, it's not a sexist thing. I don't want to get people working up. So the rose, intoxicating and charming, the rose blooms and captivates those around it with its beauty and unwavering self-confidence. The rose requires plenty of adoration, attention, and emotional reinforcement to maintain its blissful state. Tending to the rose can be challenging and demanding, which is why it takes the right gardener to both nurture and, when necessary, ground her. One of the key characteristics of a rose is the ingrained belief that their presence is enough in any given situation. Now, the gardener, <clears throat> the primary role of the gardener is the caretaker, not only the rose, but as the guardian of the relationship. The gardener takes pride in the way the rose blossoms, it, its appearance, charm, and accomplishment. This is because, for the most part, it is a byproduct of the nurturing. Generally more practical by nature, the gardener fertilizes the relationship and ensures the fundamental elements that, may, that make it tick are kept intact. Communication, loyalty, romance, unity. The gardener approaches most things with an open heart and open hands. Isn't that important? Isn't that powerful? It's important to note that neither role is more important, challenging, or demanding than the other, although sometimes it may seem like it. In reality, a relationship cannot work with the absence of either. You cannot have two gardeners nor two roses. Whether you're the rose or the gardener, the, at the moment, always love generously and responsibly. And then from MamaMia.com, says the theory goes that in order for a relationship to work, it needs a flower and a gardener. The flower needs to be nurtured and tended to and requires plenty of adoration and attention in order to flourish. The gardener, on the other hand, is far more adaptive and sees its primary role as caring for the flower. They water the flower with love and are more inclined to put in the work required to maintain a long-term relationship. That is so power. Every partnership needs a caretaker. No relationship can survive with two flowers, but sometimes they can work with two gardeners. Importantly, the roles are not all gendered. Although a flower might sound more feminine, there are probably more male flowers and more female gardeners than most would like to admit. 
And this is in any relationship. And the reason I'm doing this, I want you to really get this, this metaphor, this powerful metaphor about a gardener because a gardener is someone that prunes. And after the break, I want to go on the whole concept of pruning because just like being the George Bernard Shaw we could have been, and that means living without all the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without all that extra baggage that we carry around. Sometimes we got to let life prune us. And that's what we got to decide with what happens to us in life. Are we getting bitter or are we getting better? That is the ultimate choice. Are you getting bitter or are you getting better? Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, October 25th through the 27th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. Giving your computer problems a boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your right lady or life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're talking about gardener or flower. And this is a great radio show, like all of our radio shows. If you miss any of this radio show, you're going to want to go to likeitmattersradio.com. Likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this and many other archived messages. You can also go to iHeartRadio whenever you want, every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and you can listen to this radio show anywhere in the world with that app. And today, we are using the metaphor of a gardener. A gardener is someone who prunes, who cleans things up. And ladies and gentlemen, our life is an incredible uh, production. It's something we're growing. Our mission, our purpose, it's why we get up in the morning, do what we do, go home at night and do it again and again and again. But let's be honest, as we go through this experience, this process called life, sometimes things get stuck to us. And as we grow in life, 
We grow through experience. We grow in relationships. We experience things. And sometimes things, we start going in directions. We start holding on to things. We start growing things that aren't serving us well, that aren't positive. It's a story about George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer. Once near the end of his life, he was with a group of reporters, and he was asked a simple question. And the question was, hey, George, if you could go back in time and live your life all over again, and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could be anybody I wanted to be, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about living his life without all the fear, without all the doubt, without all the limiting belief systems, without carrying the chains of pains from our past into our present. And let's be honest, we live in a time where people are carrying their pound of flesh around. Keep, people are keeping their record of wrong. I mean, look at the bitterness, look at the animosity. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a political show. You vote for whoever you want to vote for, but you need to realize that choices have consequences. This is a thinking show. This is about show how we work. Remember, my, my disciplines are transactional analysis with Dr. Eric Byrne, neurolinguistic programming with Dr. Milton Erickson and Virginia Satir, multiple intelligences with Dr. Howard Gardner, um, logotherapy, Dr. Victor Frankel, uh, constant never-ending improvement, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, and emotional intelligence, Dr. Dan Goldman. I wrap all that up. I'm also a man of God. I love the Word of God. I love Jesus. I'm in love with God. And so I throw in some scripture every once in a while. But it's foundational. And what we got to do is we got to be willing to, to let the truth in when the truth comes a knocking. Old story about a Buddha used to tell his followers. And he said uh, there was this man that had a young son and he had to leave town to do some business. So he told his son to, to be safe and that he would be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, when he got back, he went to his home and his home was burned down. His home wasn't there anymore. Uh, and then he saw what looked to be the remains of a charred body, and he assumed that was his son, and he had those bones cremated. Uh, and he carried that satchel around of his son's bones just daily. He never never took them off his body, and he'd weep, and he'd cry, and he'd weep, and he'd cry. And a couple months later, after almost dealing with the loss of his son and coming to the point where he could move on from the hurt and the bitterness, uh, in the middle of the night, there was a knock on the door. And uh, he was dead asleep, and he screamed out. He said, go away. I'm asleep. Go away. And a few minutes later, there was a knock on the doors again. And it was this voice that said, Papa, it's me. It's your son. And the guys were like, how cruel. How cruel that someone could play a joke like that. Go away. I'm sleeping. A little while later, knock on the door. And he said, Papa, it's me. It's your son. The guy was like, how cruel. He's sobbing now, crying. How could you be so cruel? I lost my son, and I'm processing it. And a little while later, the, the knock went away. And Buddha would say that was his son. And that son represents life because sometimes the truth comes knocking on our door. And yet we're so sold on some other truth that we're not willing to open the door to let the real truth in. And I feel that's kind of how we're at in life. You know, nothing in life truly affects us. It is the narrative. It's the way we explain it. You know, life's not about what happens to us. Life's about how we explain what happens to us. And that's why I love the study of transactional analysis. Dr. Eric Burns' work. There's a stimulus and there's a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. You got to get this. What happens is our mind is six times faster than we can talk. You get that? Six times faster than we can talk, your mind is. And so what happens is when someone says something or does something, we automatically, because our brain is so fast, we go into our three channels. You know the three channels. I talk about them all the time. The three modalities, the three learning styles, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. So once someone says something or does something to us, we automatically go to our three channels. We see something from our past. We say something or hear something from our past, or we feel something. And then based on that, then we respond. We don't respond to what people do to us. We respond to what we believe people do to us. And I share in the first segment, there's this uh, thing I got on LinkedIn. It shows two, it's a graphic. It has one half of it, successful people, shows a person with their standing upright, their hand in the air. It's a silhouette. And then the other side is unsuccessful people. 
it shows someone bent over, head down the ground, the the universal depressed you know, stance. And it has a lot of things under successful people. It says, has a sense of gratitude, embrace change, forgives others, continuously learn, accepts responsibility. That is great. But on the other side, unsuccessful people has about 12 things. Let me read to you seven of them. Exudes anger. Secretly hopes others fail. Blames others for their failures. Holds a grudge. Talks about people. Has a sense of entitlement. Criticizes. <clears throat> you hear that? Yeah, it sounds like the world we live in, right? I got this off the news uh, October 6th from Politico, from James Arkin. Says anger versus elation. Party scrap for Kavanaugh edge in midterms. And it's talking about the whole Kavanaugh thing and who's going to come out the better for it. Is it going to benefit the Republicans? Is it going to de- uh, benefit the Democrats? And the article says the Brett bounce of some Republican operatives have referred to it coincided with the moment when voters began to tune into the midterm elections in earnest. Several Republican Senate campaigns began airing TV ads and aggressively fundraising off the Kavanaugh fight while attempting to spin it into a larger argument about control in Washington. But Democrats say their voters are equally angry, equally galvanized. Anger on the left is high, and it's been high since the 2016 elections. I mean, an entire fourth of the country, or whatever it is, third of the country, is into the resistance, just destroying a man because they don't like the outcome of the election. And so many people are wrapped up in their entire lives about who's president. Wow. Really? That's what your life is all about. Who's president of this country? Stunning. The operative question, this article says, after Kavanaugh's confirmation, which side's energy will be more intense and which side's anger will be sustained? Quote, anger always lasts longer than happiness, says Linda Lake, a veteran Democratic pollster. Our side is going to be angry. We know anger lasts. What we don't know is does winning lead to energy or does it lead to complacency? That's going to be the challenge they're going to face. Wow. So you got to get this. You got two sides out there. Both want to win the elections. And you know what both sides are going to work to do? Keep you angry. Keep you angry. Keep you bitter. And I'm going to tell you right now, please, I don't care who you vote for, but remember, voting has consequences. If you guys want to make the next two years hell, bitter, hateful, then go ahead and put Nancy Pelosi back in office. Oh, my gosh. You guys are going to make it so bad. You can do whatever you want. But, boy, it's going to be tough on our on our marriages. It's going to be tougher on our families. All so we can get our pound of flesh. All so that we can feed out our hatred, our bitterness, our anger. You need to look up something called epigenetics. This is where we need to be pruning some of this anger. This is where you need to know who your gardener is. Because those of you that are holding on your pound of flesh, epigenetics tells us it is killing you. Look up Dr. Caroline Leaf's work. The two books, I think, Who Shut Off Your Brain and Turn On Your Brain. She says 87% of diseases are psychosomatic. There's an epidemic, a pandemic out there, and it's our thoughts, it's our heads, it's the bitterness, it's the resentment. You have entire groups of people just stirring to keep you hateful, keep you bitter. The Women's March, Black Lives Matters, all this is just keep you stirred up, keep you angry, keep you bitter, keep you resentful, want to destroy, want to destroy and think that he's going to destroy you and destroy your family. And oh my gosh, you don't hear the bitterness, the resentment? And then we destroy people. Well, here's the problem. When you live a life that's bitter, you're going to die a life that's bitter. Man, in New York City, uh, uh, newlyweds, three newlywed couples and uh, 12 other people were killed when their uh, SUV limousine ran a red light down a hill or ran through a stop sign, whatever it was. 18 people were killed. Three of those people of those 18, three of the couples, so six were newlyweds, all people married in the last year. They were going to a birthday party. They had a a bus rented and it broke down, so the company sent over this limo that was atrocious, was terrible. And they got into it, they never got out. Planes crash and people die. And ladies and gentlemen, since none of us know when we're gonna die, 
the way we live our lives and the way we're going to die. It's time to get rid of this bitterness, time to get rid of this resentment. And after the break, we're going to go to ways to prune because pruning is healthy. Pruning is good. Pruning can be painful. Pruning sometimes makes things look bare. But if you're going to grow into who you're supposed to be, it's time to clean up some stuff. It's time to prune some things. we got to prune the bitterness, prune the resentment, prune the anger. And we need to get rid of people or stations in our life that all they do is feed us with negative, bitter, resentful stuff. That's not who you're made to be. We'll be back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis November 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. For chips, mix for cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. If you're anything like me, the Summer Road Construction did a number on your windshield this season. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, here to thank you for a great summer and to remind you that with cooler temperatures, those small cracks are going to turn into big ones, seriously compromising the safety of your windshield. Now's the time to take care of them and get that new windshield you've been needing all summer. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work anywhere in the metro. We're a local family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service and we do all the billing all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who's served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related. And I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, This did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Welcome. And today we are talking about pruning. Gardener or flower? We opened up with a great piece called God is the Gardener by Hugh B. Brown. And we're really talking about all the stuff that we hold on to that doesn't serve us well. All this bitterness, all this resentment. Whether you're talking about the Me Too movement or the resistance movement or the Black Lives Matter movement, all those are grounded into the past. And there are three R's to survival. Resent, regret, and resistance. And they're all about living in the past. The problem is we're called to focus on the future. We're called to look forward. We're called to forgive, to give grace, to give mercy, to have some understanding. And it blows me away when I heard Jared, you know, with Subway sandwiches, Jared, you know, he's a pervert. He's disgusting. He was into child pornography and did some terrible things to young children. I remember hearing all the time that people were really excited that he was going to be raped in prison, raped in prison. I'm like, whoa, I thought rape was wrong. So you're saying rape's okay? 
So he deserves to be raped because he did bad things. So what you're saying then is rape is okay. I mean, you see where we start going logically when you play this out? This is not good for us psychologically. There's something called epigenetics that shows you the power of our thoughts. And our thoughts destroy us. Our thoughts will dry our bones. Resentment, regret, resistance. Think about this. When you're resenting, what are you doing? You're living in the past. Things that happen to you. When you're regretting, what are you doing? You're living in the past. When you're part of the resistance, you're still stuck on the 2016 election. And even though America voted for this guy, you want to make it some, well, you're not going to live by that. He's not, oh my gosh. You got people in your life that are living, breathing human beings that need your love, that need your attention. And yet you're so wrapped up in this social justice. You're so wrapped up in the pettiness of all this hatred out there. And hating on a guy that's supposedly hateful, but yet your hate is driving you to to lose focus, to be bitter, to have road rage, to have less intimacy in your life, to stop reaching out to people, to punch someone in the head because they're wearing a red hat, to disown somebody on social media because they voted different than you. You don't see how this is destroying us? It's time to prune some things. It's time to let go. I I remember seeing this article. A $100,000 meteorite used as doorstop on Michigan farm for decades. This was posted October 4th from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. A rock that was used as a doorstop for decades at a Michigan farm has been identified as a meteorite valued at about $100,000. Central Michigan University says Thursday the 22.5-pound space rock was identified by Department of Earth and Atmospheric Science professors. It brought it out to... Uh, brought it out of curiosity. Why I bring that up is because this person has something of great value but didn't know it. And I'm going to tell you right now, when we have bitterness, resentment, all this hatred, all this anger, good people can do bad things. Instead of complaining that the rose bush is full of thorns, be happy the thorn bush has roses. I got this from, uh, from Tiny Buddha. It's a website, Tiny Buddha. And it's by Jennifer Boyke, <clears throat> B-O-Y-K-I. She talked about the loss of her daughter 20 years ago. She said she lost her daughter, Grace. Uh, 32 minutes, she was born prematurely and died 32 minutes later. And this was 20 years ago, and the hurt and the pain. And she says, quote, over time, I learned to bless the thorns in my life. I began to see that the thorn and rose define one another. Since one cannot exist without the other, we can only enjoy the rose when we embrace the thorns. As society, she says, though we make healing from loss very difficult, we unintentionally tell each other lies about suffering and the healing process. One of those lies is that time heals all wounds. She says, if time healed all wounds, why do so many people suffer their entire lives from things that happened decades ago? Don't you see the Me Too movement? The whole Brett Kavanaugh from 36 years ago? The whole Black Lives Matter thing about how we were slaves long ago and all that stuff wrapped up in the past. And you got leaders out there and their job is to keep you angry, to keep you bitter, to keep you shut down. That's a women's march. Women now get to be just as nasty as men. Don't you hear the, the, the vile? Alyssa Milano said that, you know, if men feel uncomfortable, if some men get accused improperly, so what? That's what she said. So what? said it's time that if the pendulum has to swing back the other way in unfairness, so what? That's what needs to take place. See, where's the empathy? Where's the understanding? Where's the caring? Where's the compassion? It's all about us. This is all, rule number one about being a leader is not about you. Get off yourself. You're needing your pound of flesh. You're keeping your record wrong is destroying you. It's make you bitter. It's make you resentful. It's giving you reason to destroy someone else's life. Remember from the, the comedy show, one of the writers said, uh, was just criticized, said, listen, hey, even though Brett Kavanaugh got on the Supreme Court, at least we destroyed his life. They're bragging about destroying this man's life because somebody's been raped, because people have been raped or abused, and somehow it's Brett Kavanaugh's fault. This isn't political, people. This is cultural. We're being played. You got to stop letting people get you so angry, sitting so bitter. So one of the lies out there that she says Uh, Jennifer Boyke says that time heals all wounds. She says, as one of the bereavement experts I studied explained, it's not time that heals all wounds. It's hard work, and hard work takes time. Did you hear that? Why do you think most people don't want to let go? 
They don't want to get rid of the record wrong. They just want to keep the resentment, the bitterness, and blame everybody else for something bad that happened to them. She says you must choose to heal. When great tragedy comes to your life, you have just one decision to make that will determine the whole of your remaining life. Will you be bitter or will you be better? There's the ultimate question in life, the ultimate choice, bitter or better. Your future happiness depends on the choice you make. On the surface of it, this seems like a no-brainer, right? I mean, why would you choose bitterness over joy? Well, here's one reason. When a child dies, your entire future dies, just like if someone gets raped. I can't even imagine what it's like. So many people live such a sexual-focused society. I mean, look at the number of one of the top three searches from midnight to three are porn, suicide, and depression. Look it up. And look at Google's search engine results. They did a study on it. And look what a lot of women, uh, what, they, what type of sex they, they Google at 3 o'clock in the morning. You would not be impressed. You would not be impressed. It would scare you. Read it. I don't even want to say it because you'll think I'm the one saying it. It's not me. Read the research. You'll see. When a child dies, your entire future dies. At least the future you envision for yourself. When that child is an infant, you believe your sorrow is the only tangible evidence of their brief life. The choice to get better, she says, means making the choice to move past your sorrow. As strange as it sounds, the loss of your sorrow can feel like an additional death. Worse, it feels like the final death because it feels like you're choosing to deny your child's existence. And that's why people don't forgive. That's why people don't move on. Is because two things happen. Number one, they think it makes it okay what happened to them. It doesn't make it okay. It was wrong. And two, it thinks that that uh, puts them in a position for it to happen again. So they keep it in front of them all times. The problem is the good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face because we move in the direction we're looking. And we look in the direction we're moving. And so it's key. The ABSs. The ABSs. That's so funny. The ABCs. How about that? The ABCs of pruning away what is an essential. We got to be a gardener. We got to start cutting some of the stuff away. And I was reading an article about what, what are the reasons we prune. And we prune for four reasons. One, we prune the dead and the diseased. We prune anything that is unhealthy or already dead. Two, we prune any branches that cross or touch to prevent disease. So if that's connected to somebody, something else that's diseased, it's going to pass it on. So we cut those. We prune what is broken. We prune ragged, broken branches to the tree so that the tree can heal. And the fourth reason why we prune is for airflow. We prune out branches to make space for air and light and prevent mold growth. See, with a good, sharp pair of loppers, we remove branches in the order to make it healthier. That's powerful. Dead, crossing, broken, Airflow, it's the DCBA of, and this is from jenniferhoffman.com. See, we got to make some different choices. We got to get rid of the dead and diseased. Get rid of areas that no longer are vital or life-giving. So as you're focused on your bitterness, your resentment, the pain that's happened to you, it's doing that. It's focusing you on lives that are not life-giving, areas that are not vital. Things that cross, conflicts of interest in your life. What things do you hold on to that are not serving you well, that are hurting you? You got to get rid of those. How about broken? Reflect on what's not working for you and get rid of it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And the last one's about airflow. Think about the amount of spaceness you crave in your life. Mental space, emotional space, physical space. It's time that you let go of some of these things that aren't serving you well. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future. For 30 years, healthcare insurers have had it wrong. We don't need to manage our healthcare. We need to manage the finance of our healthcare. Sustainable healthcare. What is it? How do we attain it? What changes are needed? What does it mean for doctors, healthcare insurers, pharmaceutical companies, and most importantly, you, the patient? If you like your doctor, 
Can you really keep your doctor? Or can you change the system to keep them in practice? These and a host of other questions are addressed by Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, on his program, Sustainable Healthcare, on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Dr. Trobiani brings 30 years of medical practice and many years of uncovering problems in the healthcare industry. And he'll offer solutions on restructuring healthcare financing through free enterprise. Tune in Saturdays at 2 p.m. and hear Dr. Trobiani's insight into providing prescriptions to what ails the healthcare industry. That's Sustainable Healthcare, Saturdays at 2 p.m. on Wellness Radio 1570. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley, a service of... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.